Hello everyone and welcome to Meetings Today's Wednesday Wrap. I'm uh, Tyler Davidson. I'm the Vice President and Chief Content Director of Meetings Today. Um, and just kind of going over midweek some of the more interesting articles and industry trends we've been covering. Um, and uh, the most interesting one, uh, these, these stories always seem to get the most clicks. I don't know why. I don't know what it is about our demographic of you guys out there. Um, but um, it is a very interesting story and a very interesting macro trend of coming to a community near you, perhaps. And that is the uh, legalization and uh, uh, public consumption of marijuana. Um, and of course, uh, never missing an opportunity, uh, Nevada and Las Vegas in particular are uh, jumped on the bandwagon with vigor. Um, the Las Vegas City Council voted four to one in favor of allowing marijuana lounges in the city. And um, now I know they all already have in Nevada um, a, 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 a legal, legalized recreational use, and it's a, sort of a confusing um, setup they have. Um, you know, uh, you can, there's various places you can smoke it, not smoke it, or ingest it, or whatever you do with the various products. But um, they have sort of remedied that, I guess, for uh, tourism, <laughs> um, in that they are um, voted to, uh, to allow lounges in the city. Um, and um, people kind of exploded on our website, the interest in that. And of course, the Nevada Gaming Commission is always weighing in on this. They are not very happy about it. And so they've instructed casino license holders to not allow the use of marijuana on their properties. Um, and really, and then of course, a buffer between these so so-called social use venues in areas such as schools and churches was enacted by city officials. Um, and they really don't want these clubs like you know next door to the casino. Um, so look for that coming. One interesting part, and I kind of laughed about this and uh, being living so close to Nevada uh, in the Bay Area and knowing so many friends from Nevada. And if you don't you know know uh, people from Nevada, uh, they're very sort of they're kind of real independent. Um, they kind of make their own rules and. Uh, they, uh, so the one, one part, one of the mayor, um, Mayor Goodman actually abstained from the vote, citing she had a conflict of interest because her family has interests in the marijuana business. Uh, that kind of gave me a chuckle. So <laughs> look for that, um, coming there. And, um, you know, like I said, I've been covering this in a variety of ways, this issue, um, in, in, uh, meetings today online and in print, um, even recently profiled a meeting planner for the major um, marijuana, uh, well, the marijuana uh, business uh, or marijuana daily uh, trade magazine, because um, I thought it'd be interesting, you know, what goes into one of their meetings. Um, and really what I found is they're really just like any other meeting. Um, it's, you know, people gathering and uh, they have business interests um, and they have educational sessions, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and uh, so that was kind of illuminating. You can find both of those stories on our website at meetingstoday.com. And, uh, you know, this whole legalization thing is 
really spreading all over the place fast and it's it's just one of these things um, you can smell it coming uh, pardon the pun but um, you know it's, it's all legal on the West Coast um, I think they're talking about it in DC of course Colorado um, and they've uh, really enacted it uh, what I see here on the ground in California is you know Armageddon has not happened um, we, I, in my neighborhood, we actually have a few places where people go, um, and it's just, you know, uh, the guy, the, the guy at the little neighborhood grocery store was kind of grinning ear to ear because he's selling, I guess, lots of potato chips and stuff. So we kind of had a, a laugh about that. So <laughs> anyway, go head on over to the meetingstoday.com. Um, you know, one thing that always perplexes me in this and, and also in my coverage and I talk to people that like that really cover the F&B angle in our industry is that there's even been some cases where people have introduced cannabis uh, edibles products at meetings and I just think that is like about the worst idea ever I mean it's I guess it's bad enough having an open bar and what can happen from that but I mean you you know if if you're not familiar with marijuana, especially ingesting it, um, can really uh, be, a, you know, create an extreme effect. And uh, do you really want that at your meeting? And do you really want to see your business colleagues like that? Uh, bad idea. No, no, no. Lots of liability. Um, so, you know, you may think it's kind of cutesy, but um, I think I just think the risk is too much. So, moving on, um, we um, also covered. Um, an interesting story uh, about the Orlando World Center Marriott and they launched uh, what's called a, a high cube in April um, it's a hydroponic vegetable production system um, and it provides a quote a pick to plate unquote dining experience um, so it's interesting a, a lot of, I've seen a few convention facilities have this sort of option and it's really uh, great for sustainability um, it really shows uh, attendees the uh, F&B efforts and the, the importance that a facility puts on farm-to-table cuisine. Um, I was in Columbus, Ohio maybe six months or so um, ago and they have something similar where they have an herb garden um, in their convention center. Um, you can just see it right as you walk in. So it's pretty cool. Um, it just really shows you the future um, so we had a, a real interesting story on that. It's on the homepage of our website and uh, written by Adrian Thompson um, who um, visited that property. And so check out her report. Um, and then um, also uh, we covered a longtime industry veteran Charles Chan Massey um, with Synaxis Events. I mean everybody sort of knows Charles. When I first got into this industry and it's been 18 years now one of the first things someone tells you is you got to talk to charles right and so i lean on him for so much uh you know information about the industry trends um what's going on in industry associations the big issues of the you know the industry um he has just been a, a resource for the entire time i've been here and he also has a just a, a real good heart and so he looked out as a LGBT person um, and, and it shares their personal stories so 
we uh, included one sort of snippet uh, of that for an example in, embedded in the story. Um, we also have, a, a, you know, it'll be in our print version coming out in May, um, which is May right now. So you might be looking at it as you're listening to this. But, um, you know, you can check it out on our website and then go over to their, their website and see lots of just amazing, uh, you know, fairly lengthy videos of people's personal stories. And it just, I'm always a big proponent of trying to have more empathy for people um, in their various challenges in their life, you know, the kind of a walk a mile in their shoes. So, I mean, just aside from all the meetings, industry angles. Um, I think it's inter interesting it's for people to tune into that and see the challenges that people, LGBT people historically have faced in our society and throughout the world. And, and thankfully, I really think that's changing and it's changing relatively fast. And I think, you know, the new generation coming up, if you're a young person or, or if you have uh, children, uh, they they they're they're you know they're in tune with this they just do not have the same uh bigotry um that a lot of uh of the older people have had i guess through uh, being raised in in the society in some respects so um, check that out also on meetingstoday.com i hope you're, uh, you're having a great wednesday um and thank you for joining us for the wednesday wrap